Are you aware that there are several maritime podcasts out there? Perhaps you've heard of the Shipping Podcast. Lena is the voice of the Shipping Podcast. Today, you're going to hear my interview with her. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is an online organization and resource center supporting a diverse workforce on the water. A maritime industry professional, Lena Gothberg, found that too often she had to explain what the maritime industry was about. To raise public awareness of the industry and its opportunities, Lena created the Shipping Podcast in July 2015. Lena's experience in the maritime industry spans three decades. She started her maritime career as a marine insurance broker with Marsh Marine and Energy AB before becoming a senior underwriter and area manager at Codon Marine in Sweden and secretary general of the Institute of Shipping Analysis. Lena has served as the president of the Women's International Shipping and Trading Association, known as WISTA, in Sweden, and a board member of the Swedish Maritime Administration. Inspired by her maritime colleagues, Lena started the shipping podcast, in her own words, to spread the word about the coolest industry on the planet and help to raise the profile. On the shipping podcast, Lena provides a platform for the maritime industry. Her interviewees talk about their passion for their jobs and what they think about the future and current state of the maritime industry. Recently, I sat down with Lena to learn more about her experiences starting the podcast, why it's important for the world to tune in, and how she is empowering women in maritime. Here's my interview with Lena. Welcome to the Women Offshore podcast. Thank you very much, Ali. It's great to be a guest on a podcast. Yeah, this may be a little different for you. Normally, you are the host of the shipping podcast, and now you're a guest. So I'm really excited to learn about you and why you started the shipping podcast. Can you tell me this, the birth story of the shipping podcast? Why did you start it? Yes, I started it because I think that more people outside our industry should know more about us. It didn't turn out like that because everyone who's listening to the, almost everyone who's listening to the shipping podcast is within the maritime industry. So I possibly filled some void there. But it all started uh, years ago. I was asked to take care of an association called Institute of Shipping Analysis, which was working with um, business intelligence. And they told me to, to rebrand it and to attract new members. But they didn't give me a budget for marketing. They paid my time. So I decided to go into social media and understand what that is and understand the strategy behind it and how that is connected to your business plan because it has to. I mean, you have a business plan, you have a communication plan and part of that is also a plan for social media. So I did that and I started to hang out on conferences with people I had never met before. They were in love with online communication. So I learned so much from people and I learned how to work at Agile, Agile and, and to do that in a different way and not be sort of tied to my desk. And um, then I heard someone talk about podcasting and I thought, my God, that is storytelling. 
and shipping is storytelling. It's you tell the stories. So I started to ask, why didn't anyone start a podcast about shipping? That's silly. Why don't I do that? And after a year I have been saying that, someone said to me, are you going to do this now or are you just going to talk about it? So I realized, okay, I have to do it. I started by buying the domain of shippingpodcast.com because that is what I learned from my new friends online. You need to know and you need to own your own domains. And then I went online, an online course, which was called Podcasting School for Women. It was online from the United States. And it was me and 19 women from the United States. So they probably thought, what is this for a blonde woman from Sweden who is turning up here on online every Monday during the entire summer of 2015? They didn't, you know. And then I started the podcast um, 1st of August 2015. And then I realized, how are they gonna, how are they gonna listen? Because they don't know what a podcast is. So I made a website with the biggest play button there is. So if they didn't know how to download a podcast, now it's so much more common that people do listen to podcasts. They could just go in front of their uh, PC and go to the shippingpodcast.com and press play. Good. You made it really easy for people. I know uh, the people, especially the guys older than I am, who are in management positions and is actually in charge of the money for the marketing budget. And they need to know what this is. And they need to know how, how important it is to reach people all over the world. Young people, old people, people in remote places. People are downloading and listening to podcasts. So it's, a, it's an excellent tool for communication. What do you think? I love it. I love being able to talk to someone and hear their story. The sound of their voice takes you on a journey unlike you know if you read it on, on the screen. And I, I think it's a really good way to influence in a positive way and showcase women's roles. And that's what we do at Women Offshore. I know you have made it just this amazing initiative to have 50% women. Can you share that and how it's going? Yeah, I, when I started, you know, I had a lot of ideas in my business plan when I started. Then I set up a goal and I said, 50% women. It has to be, it must, I must be able to get 50% women on my podcast. But I didn't, I, I didn't know if I could believe it myself. It's still 50% because I want 50-50. I am now at 47%. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that's very close. Yeah. But, and I'm working on it. So I got more women coming along in, my, in Pipeline, more guests. But now I'm starting to challenge the maritime media and the maritime press. What are their goals for gender diversity? Because I remember, I mean, I've been around this business for 25 years and within Vista for 20 years or something like that. And every year on March the 8th, I get asked, is there a woman I can interview for, for our magazine or our online, you know? We are, all, we are there all days of the year, not only on the 8th of March, which happens to be the International Women's Day. And also, if they do interview women, they interview the same women every quarter. 
because there are so few female CEOs that they want to interview because they don't understand that the work is also being done below in the organization. It's not only the CEO who's got something to say. Would you say that's been the biggest surprise is interviewing all these women or what would you say has been the biggest surprise since starting the shipping podcast for you? That is so unknown and no one really wants to know about it in my age group more or less. So many, I get so much feedback from young people and that is surprising to me that I get so many people. They reach out through emails or messages and say, oh, I listened to your podcast and I just wanted to give you a shout out or, or I get um, maritime professors and they say to me, I have a, f- a class full of people who are studying to become master mariners. And then they ask me, why should I study to become a master mariner when you are only talking about autonomous ships? And then I tell them, go and listen to the shipping podcast and you will find out that if you got your master mariner's degree, there is a whole world out there that you can do other stuff and your knowledge will always be needed. So not only are you a podcaster and an influencer in this industry, you are also a big part of WISTA. Can you share what WISTA is, what your role is in WISTA And where do you see WISTA heading next? So WISTA is Women in Shipping and Trading Association. And it's a 45-year-old association started in England. Now it comprises of 46 countries and 3,000 women. So last year in October, they decided that now they need an office. There has never been an office or anyone. It it has been, you know, all the women doing this in their spare time and on their own PCs and an Excel sheet and so on. It doesn't work anymore when you are 3,000 people. You need to get processes up and and websites and you need to to get organized. And that is what I do. I'm trying, I'm doing the virtual office of Vista International. So that is what I do every day. And I think that we have moved so many things forward now and with the empowering women from IMO we are pushing more and more to become visible to become leaders in our own industry to show our role models and to actually make a difference what is that going to look like to WISTA the industry women offshore when the theme is not about empowering women how do we continue to empower women by empowering ourselves, I think. We need to work together and collaborate. I'm also worried about that, and I'm asking people the same thing. The, the theme with the environment from IMO, that didn't go away. So I think the diversity question is also here to stay, but maybe it will be happening in a different way. We need to get the limelight on us this year in order to do more things next year and to collaborate, and I think The future leaders, the leaders that are now in other industries, that is like female things that we know. It's like working together, networking, sharing knowledge and not being afraid of doing that. So we are the leaders for the future and let's do that then. Just take that role and run with it. So if there's a woman listening who wants to become a part of WISTA, how does she do that? She goes to vistainternational.com and then there's a, a map, a, glo- a global, a world map 
interacted and click on the country that she lives and then then all the contact details comes up there and the board in that country and so on so every national vista association have got their own set of rules and membership fees and whatever so we are the umbrella association and if they can't see that there is a vista association in their country drop me a line and we will see what we can do because we need 10 women to start a new vista in a new country and there are some in pipeline which hasn't really got accepted yet because we have to have they have to have their own articles of association and we need to to make sure that every woman feels okay to be in that association so it should be gender neutral and things like that uh, and so yeah or send me an email vista at vistainternational.com it's very easy and everyone is welcome so everyone is welcome does that mean men are welcome as yes. well Yes. Why would a man want to join WISTA? Because we are fab. <laughs> I think that we as, uh, as women, as well as the men who wants the change for the future, we need to collaborate and we need to find the ones that think the same way that we do. And then we can make wonders. So if there is a man out there and he thinks that those ladies in WISTA, they are really thinking things through and they want to move things forward as we have put up our pledge there is a pledge for a lot of things that we want to change in the industry which you could also find on the vistainternational.com if they think that is what they think they should just join us so i would say that the end goal is pista and that is people in shipping and trading association i like that pista yeah <laughs> no, that's good are there several men that are a part of WISTA? Every, every national WISTA association can decide themselves. So I, I think we counted it to seven countries last fall. So it, it, it differs. And you have to understand, I mean, we are all over the world. So in some countries, it's hard enough to get women on board. And in other countries, like we're in Norway now, and, and the head of Norshipping, Herr Martin, he is a member of Vista in Norway. Good. That's great to hear. Thanks so much, Lena, for coming on the Women Offshore podcast. It's Thank really you. good to spend time with you and learn a little bit about the mystery woman who interviews all these amazing people in the maritime industry. Thank you for having me, Ali. And best of luck. I listen to your podcast and I, I'm so happy to have a podcast friend in the maritime industry because there are not a lot of them out there. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore Podcast. This has been episode 17. If you haven't already heard, there have been a few changes around here. First, Women Offshore is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Second, we have a date for our next conference. I hope you'll join me in Houston July 9th and 10th at Rice University. More details regarding our Unite Conference will be on our website soon at womenoffshore.org. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.